What's so funny? I just don't. I don't really know what you want. Well, so <laughs> I know what we're doing here. Well, I wanted to talk about. It's John. It's John. Gluten is not your problem. Conversations with culinary chameleon, modern day Renaissance man, and my friend Walter Schmidt. Join us for insights, musings, and rants on food culture, life, the universe, and more. Please enjoy. Where is it? Located? It's north. Uh, you go out Anacortes to the ferries up there. It's north of Seattle. There. Yeah, mm-hmm. you go up past um, Seattle up to Anacortes. You jump on the ferry, and the San Juans are all the islands out there. And uh, Lopez is the second to last one. The last one would be uh, Orcas. That's the big island. That's where mm-hmm. the movie theater is. It's like where all the big stuff is. But Lopez is just a tiny little weird little community of people. There's a lot of secret stuff happening on that island i'll tell are, you are you gonna tell us some of these secrets i will i'll tell you as much as i know because the people that were working on these projects were they were had to sign these huge contracts and they were always afraid of talking about stuff because they were like the the guy who like started net net um net not net trek but it was like a netscape mm-hmm. was up there and like a bunch of like uh those microsoft guys had a huge project work going on up there and it was very secret and so there's all these they were importing young people like our age they were just like oh we'd see them at the bar so it was like the the normal group of us that all kind of worked in the restaurants i was helping a friend of my my culinary mentor's best friend in college she was trying to open a restaurant well she opened it successful it's great uh cafe or cafe vita up there mm-hmm. in lopez he actually opened uh the bay cafe uh, many many years ago and his partner at the time before he uh died of uh, uh uh, he died. Uh, he set up a land trust. He built like all of the housing. The people on the island basically that if you live and work on the island, he, you can get really affordable houses, like really beautiful little houses to like live in. And uh, he set this whole thing up so nobody can mess with it ever. Like it's like locked in litigate. Like they they can't. It's pretty cool. Um, but then on the other side, the other people you'd run into are these kids that we don't know where they came from, and they were never. We would party with them, and they'd always be like, "Oh no, we can't talk about." It's like the secret. It's like yeah. It was like this, this is like the show Lost. Kind of yeah. They were like we, but we were the other. Like we were the ones who lived on. Like uh, maybe we weren't. Maybe we were the Dharma Project people. I don't know. I don't know which ones. So we you were like 21, 23, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Okay. 20, 21, 22. Yeah, because it was no. It was yeah. It was about twenty two ish. Twenty one, twenty two. Because I it was right after I left Camel. Like because uh, they tried to fire. Well, they fired my boss and tried to um, pin him with uh, embezzling. Uh, they. Um, yeah, they were they were trying to say that none of the companies got their checks and that he stole them, but that was corporate. And what corporate didn't know is that inside our little office, in our Seattle office, we kept copies of each other's paperwork. So I had copies of all the checks that were signed by the people that received them. So I got copies of that stuff to his lawyers. They dropped the cases against him. They let him go. The next day, I was like, I quit. You guys are awful. And I got the hell out of there. It wasn't actually Camel's, or it wasn't RJR. It was a, it was a, you know, there's an umbrella thing. You know, in case, company, right? It was a, it was all, it was called KBA Marketing. Was the mm-hmm. name of the company that we worked for, um, but our only client was Camel. Like, <laughs> it was like they were there. Might as well. But if one of the kids, you know, those kids would run around to bars and like give away free cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they worked for us. Um, and my job, I was the, I was a sales manager for the city of Seattle at twenty one. My job was to go to no fewer than twelve bars a night and make sure everyone likes you. And I had fifty six bars on their contract and. 
What did you sell? You sold the cigarettes to the bars. Yes, I would at wholesale. So I would like go and I would have them delivered to me, and then I would sell them and deliver them. And I would also deliver Bevnaps, matches, kosher ashtrays. I remember at this. four in the morning. Yeah, I just deliver these things. You to were people. a death dealer. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, I was. It was it was pretty awful, but, but it was like the greatest job a twenty one year old sure. kid could have. Like, yeah, here's Did a credit you? card and here's a car and go to it. And um. But yeah, so when I quit that job, I was like, what am I going to do now? So then I was like, I was offered this opportunity to go help Joyce open the Cafe Vita. So I was up there cooking for her and playing with these kids on the island. And I mean, we're just so incessant. We just all, all screwing everywhere we could find. And there was a... Even with the others on the other side of the <laughs> island? or um, Not... They were, they were very... Like kind of, they were separate. Like they would come out and party at the bars. They would, they would party with when we went out to uh, do the crab feeds and stuff. Mm-hmm. But... They were, yeah, they had their own places to stay. Like, we couldn't go near their houses. Like, there were two ever... factions on the on the island. Basically, yeah. But we would all go to Sharks. Now, if you ever go to Lopez, you have to go to Shark Reef. So it's like, um, you go, it's like pitch black. There's no, uh, what do you call that, light pollution at all. Like, mm-hmm. because the walk up there, you park your car, and there's like a little light there to get out of your car and stuff. You walk up this long trail, and it's got to be like a quarter of a mile long through the woods, and you just, you can't, you can see the starlight at the end of this thing, but you're walking in pit, like you can't see the people next to you. Like, we'd hold hands, like just so we don't like walk into a bush, but you just kind of follow, the, you walk up this long thing, and then you come out onto this beach where they've got this bioluminescent uh, bacteria in the water and in the sand. You skip rocks and run around and play this, like this, it's just a really the stars are there and I mean nobody was sober but it was incredible. It was, <laughs> and then yeah, we'd all just so you get you, naked and and do what young yeah. people do when yeah. they're naked and drunk. Yeah, yes. naked drunk people <laughs> with bioluminescence and stars. I mean, it's sounds amazing. Why yeah. did you leave? Well, like all good things, you know, it has to come to an end. I mean, she didn't need my help anymore. She was just oh. like, okay, it's all, it's all got done. So you know, you can stay on, but like, you can't live in my attic anymore. Like, you're gonna have to I figure see. something there out. There was no housing. It was a temporary situation. Got it. Got it. So, so then I went were... back to Eugene, and so you went from Lopez. You went back to Eugene for a little while. Mm-hmm. That's where we would they would have picked up. I was the you know where I had the five jobs and running around yes. all the time. And, yes. Yes. Yeah. And then when I was 24, uh, my uncle. Uh, he wanted to go. He wanted me to go back to Lopez with him and open the the sugar and spice gallery, which was. And is that around the time you came and you were staying? You were. We that were was right after together? that. Yeah. Well, we, okay. you moved to Seattle at that time. Like I think you moved up there like and a you month were or two. On Lopez Island. Yeah, and right. I went up. I kind of passed you and went. Kept going to, to Lopez. Right. My little Fiero. If <laughs> you remember that I piece do. of junk, I do. <laughs> doing donuts and yeah, in the dark. <laughs> oh man, that was dumb. Be careful out there, kids. <laughs> We should not be alive. No, but no. um, but yeah. So then I finished. The, he we opened the Sugar and Spice Gallery, and it was really awesome. It was a what it was is a it? international culinary gallery. It was like Moroccan stew pots, tagines, and and uh, uh, Devonshire cream from Devonshire. We'd import like all these like you know lemon curd and cookbooks from all over the world. So we'd have like. Oh man, mostly what I did is set up IKEA bookshelves. <laughs> like that's what we just hundreds of them. Mm-hmm. And each bookshelf was a different country, you know? Like you go to Germany and you've got like German cookbooks and like some imported German, you know, dried goods and things and that kind of stuff. So you did sugar and spice. You were on that island and you 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 worked there. I mean, it, you worked as a retail store, right? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we just got it up and running. It was a contract deal. He's like, "Hey, I need your help." Um if you come up and do this, you help me. I'll feed and clothe you. We'll like get this thing done, and then when you're done, I'll give you three grand, and you can go do whatever you want to do. I'm like, cool. 
So that's when I ended up back in Seattle staying with you. I remember that. Yeah. And that's, that's yeah. You, like, borrowed that money for to, to rent a movie from Scarecrow <laughs> okay, Video. So, <laughs> so I borrowed... You, were, you left again... Or you were going somewhere, you were going to be gone for a period I had to go back up to the islands, yeah. And you gave me this debit card, and I don't remember why, but I wanted to... Well, no, because I didn't have a bank account, so I needed... We deposited the whole three grand into your account, because I trusted you, and you're my friend. I had no problem with you renting Mm -hmm. the movie. It didn't bother me in the least, but it was just like you... So you were hanging on to my money for me, and you're like, hey, Walter, I hope it's okay, man, but I kind of use some of your money. I'll return it. It's just for a deposit. Like, I'm going to get it all back. I'm like, okay, what are we talking about? Like, you had to put like an $800 deposit to rent a movie. It wasn't $800. (laughs) It was more like two or $300, and it was a deposit on a VHS copy of... Peter O'Toole in Man of La Mancha. <laughs> and I couldn't begin to tell you why I needed it so badly to watch it. This is still VCR days. Uh-huh. But I was like, it was either like to dream the impossible dream, you know, that uh, song. Yeah. So that was in that movie. And I think that I just wanted to see where it came from. For some reason, that song, I probably found the record at a thrift shop. Yeah. And then I decided <laughs> I have to see this movie. And it was the only one I could find to rent anywhere. It didn't exist in... Oh, Scarecrow's an amazing place. I mean, yes. Is it still there? I don't know. Man. I mean, I, I, I can imagine. That place is a gem. Like, a, <clears throat> man, they've just got the weirdest, most but yes. obscure stuff. So it was just a deposit. I, I remember that now. You gave yeah. me this huge check, and I, yeah. I'm i sure I just gave you money, or I don't know if... I don't remember how... We, yeah, we, we worked it out. I don't okay. know. I don't either. <laughs> I, it's, it's fine. Now I remember that. <laughs> yeah. um, I also remember not getting those flowers or the... There, there yeah, some. you had one job. Like I needed you to ship that box for my mother for her birthday and Mother's Day and crap. And I missed it. All. I kept calling you saying, hey, "Is it done? Is it done? Did you drop my box off?" And you're like, "Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I did? I uh, took care of it." I'm like, "Cool." <laughs> did I really say that? You told, at one point you told me you did, and then like the next time I was like, "Dude, did you take it down there?" And you're like, "No." <laughs> like you confessed. I was like, "You bastard. That's fine." <clears throat> um, and then when you were when you moved in with us, you were staying at. Um, at the uh, or you not you were staying you were working at the fucking Mardi Gras place or what oh, was yeah, it called? Oh yeah, Sazerac. That's right. It was called Sazerac. You started cooking That's my, there. That was my last line cook. That was my last official cooking gig. And how was that gig? It was pretty awesome. I mean, that's where I, when I say things like you know I don't follow recipes. Like my chef would just he'd have like you know four fish specials and he would just drop a saute pan like kind of show me how to build the minette or min you know the minier sauce or whatever he wanted mm-hmm. to do spicy butter sauce and um, yeah just sear off the fish and you know throw it in the thing get your mashed potatoes ready and you know and be like all right got it and then we do some on papillette stuff you know, we on papillette is where you wrap it in paper and poach it mm-hmm. um, white wine usually and um, you poach the paper. Yeah, well, because the paper just kind of seals more of the moisture in. Got it. I don't. I don't really. The French people do. They do so many weird things. I don't understand. You just what do what kind you're of told. Paper? You do what your chef tells you to do, John. We chef. We chef. Do you remember the um, Fat Tuesday that we went down there yeah. because you worked there? <laughs> so just a real quick. We lived very. We lived very far north of, sea, mm-hmm. of downtown. Yeah. And you worked downtown. Mm-hmm. And so and you worked downtown too. You worked at Joel's two blocks away from I me. I worked at the coffee shop down there. Yes. Um, and I remember driving the 1964 Dodge Dart mm-hmm. all the way down, and I parked it. And I think because it was like after six or something, it was a three-minute parking zone, but it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And 
I remember walking in there with you and I remember always being broke. Mm -hmm. That's something else I remember about those times. And yeah. so I think we had like our last few dollars or whatever it was. And I think we got like a couple of martinis or something. Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't remember what it was, but I just I remember, remember it being very expensive mm -hmm. and it being like pretty much all the money I had. Mm -hmm. And then we realized, oh, we're, you work here. The party's over here. It's free hurricanes all night long. Oh, right. Yeah. So we had like a fountain. <laughs> the, 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 the big shot luge. Yes, <laughs> they were doing was... hurricanes to the shot luge. And there's my oh boss my who was wearing the big hurricane or the big uh, scaramouche. Yeah, it was a big yeah. scaramouche mask. He didn't even know who scaramouche was, but yeah, it was. It was scaramouche? Scaramouche. Is that like the, in the Queen song? It no. is. It is mentioned in the Queen song, but Scaramouche is a classic trope of a of a, a bold, drunken clown that starts fights, but then is a coward in the end. It's also very. Uh, probably, I can relate. I almost said very famous movie, but clearly it's not. <laughs> um, but one of my favorite movies growing up as a kid, because my grandma had all these cool old tapes to watch. Mm -hmm. There was one called Scaramouche, and it was about this guy who I guess his father is killed or something. And so he has to, he becomes a master swordsman, and his his plot is to come around. God, I need to rewatch this thing. I don't even know why how he ends up there, but so he's got this weird, these weird tights on, this big like scaramouche mask, like with the long nose, and he becomes a master swordsman. And he he fights the guy and kills him, the guy who killed his father. He avenges him, but he spent a long time, I guess, being drunk while his father was being killed. I don't really remember why he's called scaramouche, but. That is the definition of Scaramouche. Is, is the, that what the song's about? The Bohemian Rhapsody? Scaramouche, Scaramouche, do the Fandango. Mama, I the man? It's probably not about the movie. It's probably more about the trope. Just like the Scaramouche, Scaramouche, you know. So well, you do the Fandango because he's like going to dance and then yes. he's going to run away after he causes problems. It's like, it's gonna... <laughs> I can relate. But anyway, yes. So he was wearing the big crazy mask. and I just remember we, lots we of got... hurricanes and shrimp, I think. Yeah. It's gross. And I remember... It was a hell of a lot oh, of fun. But it was really disgusting. It was really disgusting. <laughs> I could not believe the next day, and I had to... I think my poor mother had to drive me to go get my vehicle mm. the next morning. Um, and it was in the three-minute parking zone, and it was fine. There was no ticket or anything. Nice. So I don't what was know after Fat Tuesday? Probably, they were probably busy towing everybody. Like, they just hadn't gotten to you yet. <laughs> they were just going it block by block. <laughs> right. Um, so... I have so being up in Lopez and being up in the Pacific Northwest and in the in the country or in the the countryside and up there, um, I wanted to ask you because one of the things that's um, a popular, I guess you'd call it a myth, okay. is um, Bigfoot. Yeah, Sasquatch. Do you, how do you feel about Sasquatch? Well, you... it's kind of funny that you bring up Sasquatch. Just I mean, because yeah, I was born and raised in the Northwest, <clears throat> so it's always part of the the lore, right? And, you know, Eugene's very woodsy, and I grew up playing in the woods. I mean, I was never afraid of Sasquatch. He was, he was never raised... He was never spoken of as, as like a, a... A monster? A, yeah, he was never, like, going to eat you or, or, you know, chop off your toes or anything like that. He was just... But when I was a little kid, my dad bought me a Sasquatch sightings map. It was, like, a whole map of, like, in the Northwest, and it had, like, a little tiny Sasquatch for every place he'd been reportedly seen. And they were, like, you know, it was, like, mm -hmm. a really... And they had, like, him blown up. Like a, like a drawing of him in the corner. I had it on the back of my door growing up. So, yeah, that was he was definitely part of my life. Sasquatch was a part of my life growing up for sure. But, um, no, I've never seen him. Was that the question? Well, uh, well, I might have dated her, but, <laughs> <laughs> but that's not, rude. No, no, not that, you, not that you've <coughs> seen him or mm -hmm. her, but, I mean, how do you feel? Do you think a Sasquatch could be real? I mean, 
God, this... <laughs> I mean, in the infinite possibilities, of course, anything we've, is possible. We've explored pretty much... We've kind of gone into the woods. Like, we've been just about... We haven't been everywhere. I feel like there's still some untouched land up well, north what's, somewhere. What are they hiding at Lopez? Or up in Lopez? Maybe that's where Squatch is living. Uh, maybe. No? How would he get to the island, though? Like, he'd have to swim with all that hair? I don't know. He's aquatic mammal? Maybe. Yeah. No, I don't know. Uh, yeah. He was never spoken of on the island. I don't think he... He's not an island lore creature. He's a forest creature. Like, he's... He's deep in the woods. He's deep in the woods somewhere. Too deep. If he's out there. Undiscovered. You know, like in the Loch Ness. Like, do they know what's in the... De- yes, they do know that there's no Loch Ness, but it's just something fun to tell little kids so that they behave. Is that all it is? Yeah. Is that what monsters are all about? The monsters and the good ones. Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy, just keeps children in line because you can't watch them every minute. So they have to, you have to scare them mm. or they won't behave. Um, two things. <laughs> I know you have to go. Okay. But um, you just, you, you picked up on, well, one, we had a listener request oh. and um, they wanted to know what you thought of the flat earther speaking <laughs> of uh, these uh, conspiracy theories. Okay. Okay. You want, you want to know what I think? Yes, I really is. do. I want, so, the, I want the truth. So here's the, here's the, the, I don't know if this is irony, mm-hmm. the way I'm going to put this to you. Um, I don't believe in flat earthers. How about that, flat earthers? Yeah, I don't believe that they exist. I don't believe that anybody actually thinks the earth is goddamn flat. That's stupid, and it's not possible. They're pretending to get attention. Like, it's just, that's all it is. So I think flat earthers are about as real as the earth being flat. Like, it's... They don't it's really, all a ruse. Yeah, they just want attention. It's like, I don't know, it's... To be different, to be believed, or to be... Yeah, they just want attention. You just have to, like... It's okay, sweetie. Like we, you know, we still love you. You're important. I'll read your blog later. Okay, like <laughs> nobody really gives a shit what you think. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> fair enough. It's I like mean... oh, they're they're just like the people that believe the ketchup isn't red, you know, but it is. It's clearly fucking red. <laughs> they had that purple ketchup in like 2002. Right, and it went away. But I'm just I'm just saying that it's it's clearly not red. I mean, it's clearly is red. You know, you can't make an argument that says it's not red. There's, red there's, when you, when people get stoned, they're always like, what if the color red that you see isn't the same color red that I see? But yeah, but we still know what red looks like and we call it red. So even if it's to you perceptively purple and I see, you know, what I see is red, we both call it red. So it's going to be just red. We, you know, it's not going to change. Does that answer your flat earth question? I think so. Yeah. I don't believe these idiots exist. Fair enough. Um... The other thing, so you mentioned Santa Claus, and mm-hmm. I was curious about your thoughts on Christmas. Cause what are my thoughts on Christmas? One of the things that we we were discussing this before, um, and it was why you were you were opposed to Christmas. Oh, why I hate Christmas. Well, why I hate Christmas. Okay, so <laughs> that's a little disingenuous to say that I hate Christmas because. I when I grew up again like I had a, this large family lots of brothers and sisters and they would come they wouldn't always come at the same time because they couldn't you know like you're the youngest of how I'm many I'm the baby of 9 yeah okay so it was always a magical time for siblings coming and going and they were awesome and it was and it was an amazing time to be you know a little kid and it would snow and they would be there and there'd be like that big sled that I told you about and it was amazing and it always smelled really good my mom always cooked like so many amazing like oh the air around christmas time was always filled with like pine needles around all the candle things that she'd bring out and like the candy the marzipan she'd make all the christmas you've had her christmas candy mm-hmm. like it's amazing like the woman is insanely amazing like it's yeah boggles my mind how much she has energy to do all of that it's crazy but um so now um 
uh, it's gone. You know, like mom and dad got a divorce, all the kids, you know, we grow up and that is never going to happen for me again. So everything else is just kind of lackluster, you know, like it's... It feels hollow. Yeah, it's just like, I mean, it's it's like people invite you over like, hey, why don't you come to our Christmas party? You come in and it's like, yeah, this is nice. It's not what I had as a little kid. Like when I, it's not, I don't feel the magic, the magic is gone. So what I do in my little rituals, I have mm-hmm. my Christmas box. I have one old trunk that was my grandfather's and it has my train and a tiny little tree and my little thing and it's just my routine i get it out every every december i get it out i set up the thing i set up the train the train that the guy the murderer broke did we talk about that no i don't think so we didn't talk about the murder train no do we have enough time or do i have to go (laughs) (laughs) i have to go again do you have to if you if there's not a rush, yeah, I would love to hear about the murder train. Okay, well, so, yeah, so Christmas box train. So uh, you've seen the train? Yes. Have you seen what I had to do? I have to do every time to get it to go. Like, it's missing pieces. It's broken. So are you sure I didn't talk about it? See, I tell these stories so many times. I forget who I've told already. But um, So I have this train. I've had this train. It's a Lionel. It's a great little train. I've had it forever. That's a big name in trains. It is. It's it's the, it's the only the name. name. It's yes. The name in trains for sure. <laughs> you don't have a Lionel. You got nothing, kid. But um, and it's not enormous. But so we okay. So my mom has this cousin that apparently there was an issue. I guess they found his wife, uh, or she was missing or something. She she died, and he was a prime suspect. So, but the it was husband. A, the husband, my mom's cousin, but it's a very small town in Alaska. So they were worried that he wasn't going to make it to the trial without being lynched. He had to get out. So they put him on house arrest with us in our house. Like they sent him down to Oregon to live with us because he he was just accused. He's presumed innocent. I understand, right? And it's it my mom's cousin. Like... They're like, "Where can we go? Where can we sit?" My mom's like, "I grew up with Jimmy. Like I love him. Like no, I don't think it was Jimmy. It was Frank." I can't remember what he called himself because he had two names. And we're going to get to that in just a minute. (laughs) (laughs) So mom's cousin shows up and she's like, she's telling us like, it's not real. It's not, nothing happened. I grew up with him. There's no way that he did this thing that they're saying. Like, absolutely not. So he's staying with us. But we've already had our our yearly uh, trip to Sun River. Like we went every year to go. My mom has this, she was a lawyer. So she would go to the (laughs) Otla Convention it's like a lawyer's thing, and we'd always everything's a tax runoff, so we get to go to Sun River and you know ride tandem bicycles around the sun. It was it's a pretty cool place to visit. Um, goodies, I was like candy, it's big Idaho. candy store. It's Oregon, it's like Oregon. Bend, yeah, okay. it's like yeah, it's like north. Um, but anyway, yeah, so we go on our little trip, and then we come back, and my train is broken, and it's all on the floor below. Like it was a little table, <laughs> kind of like this, and my train is just like. Just the just was it out? Were you playing with it? I had it out set up on the table. Yeah, okay, but it was out. But now because it was Christmas, or just because this is before Christmas was, a, okay. was an issue. Okay, okay, this is back when I still had a family and I cared. Okay, <laughs> okay. So it's just a train at this point. It's not a Christmas train. Got it. But it's broken. It's down on the thing, and it's like the, the front wheels are broken. Like it's busted up, and it's just the engine. The rest of the train is on the track still. I'm just like I can't figure out. Like somebody picked it up and just stepped on it. Like it was just like. I could not, I still to this day have no idea how or why the train really got broken, right? Um, actually, that's not true because then we're going we're gonna to wrap up this whole thing. Yes. Do you need to go? No. That, okay. <laughs> um, so uh, flash forward quite a few years, five years or something. And How I'm old in, are you at this point and five years later? Uh, I was like in high school. Okay. Uh, I think I was a sophomore, maybe okay. a junior, I'm not sure. But I'm into the theater, right? I've gone into the theater, and the theater kids are all my friends, and we're having lots of parties all the time. Mom's out of town. I'm throwing a party. We're all there. This one girl, big, 
Jenny Clausen. She's like six feet tall, redhead. She's amazing. She's huge, bubbly person. She's really a cool person. She's in there, right? In the party. And she's like, she's going like this. She's like looking around my house with her fingers out. She's just like, I've been here before. And I'm like, ooh, okay, crazy person. Like tarot card reading. Like I'm not really mm-hmm. into your, your level of crazy right now. She's like, no, 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 no. Like I've been in this house. I'm like, Okay, I mean, we weren't the first owners. Like, we, you know, we, you know, we didn't have right. it built for us or anything. Like, whenever you were here, she's like, no, with these carpets and those pictures. Like, I've been in this house. And I was like, when? She's like, a few years ago, my mom was dating this guy named Frank. And I was like, wait, wasn't that like Robert? He, because he called it a different name for us. His middle name was Frank. Or maybe I have that backwards. I don't remember. Okay. But so I'm like, I was like, okay. And she's like, yeah, he lived here, but his, like, his family was out of town or something. And I was like, no, no, this is our house. See those pictures? See that, that picture on the wall right there? That's me. And she's like, oh, my God. My mom was dating this guy, and he was telling us, like, he had us over for dinner here. And, like, this was the the thing. And, like, I broke this train. I was like, you broke my train? <laughs> like, you, like, yeah, so she broke the goddamn train. <laughs> Wait, so this guy was dating your your mother's cousin was, was dating, dating this girl's mom and brought him brought her over yeah. to your house because that's where he was staying right while, while was, we were on vacation while he was being investigated for murder in Alaska right. which by the way he went back was found guilty and he's he's currently <laughs> up there they found her like under the ice or something and I don't know it's like Jesus a, yeah so the murderer I don't I still blame him whether or not he the murderer actually broke the train or she broke the train. Well, she admitted. She... Right, right. But she would not have been there if the murderer wasn't in the house bringing possibly his next victim. I don't know really know what's going on with these people. I'm just Holy saying. Holy shit. Yeah. And so then, uh, so because the train's all messed up, so I had like Jerry and all those guys like like write like graffiti on it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what they do in real life? No, no, no. no. But no. Absolutely Somebody not. does. Somebody does somewhere. No, he was just very artistic. He was just, yes. So I just had him do his artistic due diligence on my behalf. So the cousin was just bringing dates over while your parents were there? Or? No, while we were away. Away. How are you the only one not following? We were on vacation. We left him there alone to go on vacation to Sun River. We got left it. him there. You got okay. that? Yes. So he was I'm alone clear. with our house for like a week and a half. Jesus. And in that time, he was bringing women over and telling them that it was their his house. I don't know what he said like to that. Oh, that kid. Oh, he's probably. He's, oh, that's my great grandnephew's dad. Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, what story he made up, but. Is yeah. this the house that I went to that had the little room in the back with the exercise equipment and the pool outside? No, 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 no. Not okay. the Boogie Nights house. No, that was no. that was much years, <laughs> many years later. No, this was Deer Valley Drive. This is... Wow. I, I think you might have been to that Deer Valley house. Maybe, Maybe not. Maybe twice, no, it was before but, you. Yeah. It, was, it was before I knew you. Um, Jerry has. And so he was convicted? Yeah. He, he, he's yeah, he's currently... in jail in Alaska. Life. Wow. Is, was that a was that a big shock to the family? I mean, what to was, my mother, but I was I knew. Yeah, I don't know. He was, <laughs> after the train incident. Yeah, after everything came to light, I was like, yeah, fuck that guy. Sorry, F word, mom. If you hear this, I'm sorry. But fuck your murdering cousin who broke my train. It's John. It's John. Thank you for listening to Gluten Is Not Your Problem. Send your ideas, comments, and questions to glutenisnotyourproblem at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. Oh, John and-